Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome yes! to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast, episode number 15. I am Chitty Chuck. I'm Godless. And it is a sad, all. sad day right now. Uh, Joey LaCays, we want to talk about that right off the bat because uh, Friday night uh, was on the air doing my Dimebag tribute show on Friday night. And this news pops up on Facebook that uh, Joey LaCays from uh, I Hate God Drummer uh, passed away on, uh, on Friday, which is... Terrible news, man. It's, Ter- it, it is the, the most extreme example of someone trying to avoid an I Hate God concert. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> don't start already. Oh, God. We can't what, do too this. Soon? Too soon? Too soon. <laughs> we don't even know how he died yet. Yeah, I know, but. Uh, it's, it, it's a it's sad, sad day. It it's is sad. A sad. This, day, is, how, this for, is how I express my That's true. My pain. Do it through humor. Yeah. I understand. So. Tasteless, yep. tasteless, tasteless it, humor. It, it's kind of a terrible thing. It, it's. Their next couple dates were scheduled for the House School Horror Film Festival, so I don't know how that's going to affect the, their shows in Austin, but i got to figure that it's going to turn into some kind of tribute for them, at least, or something uh, something of that nature. Yeah, right? right now they're I Hate God, and we're all hoping that they don't hate uh, programming drum machines. Stop it. Stop it. Like I said, we got to get Gene Hoagland to play for yes. I Hate God. <laughs> uh, coming up on the show, uh, we've got to, we've got to talk to a bunch of different people. we got uh, Doc Coyle on the show today. Uh, talking about the God forbid breakup that happened last week, which we jumped on immediately because there's so many band breakups that happened. Uh, we're also going to talk to Gravy. He's going to, oh yes, <laughs> he, he finally got to go see Ozzy. Ozzy, and uh, that's <laughs> apparently it didn't turn out the way he thought it was going to turn out. So we're going to talk to Gravy uh, later on. He's going to give us his take on Black Sabbath, uh, their live performance, and all that good stuff. So make sure uh, you stay tuned. We also have a special guest online with us, with uh, Mike Bobbitt. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great. How All are right. you guys? Oh, good, man. We're just going to get you to chime in and you know jump in with us and uh, as we talk smack about everybody. Because, <laughs> okay. uh, it looks like it uh, was cancer for the I Hate God drummer. I was looking it up as you were talking. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like, but uh, I don't know. They haven't. I don't think there's an official release just yet. Yeah. Was, yeah. He hate vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Cancer of the what? Yeah. The, when, when you say cancer, it could be, it, there's so many different things. It could be something easy or it, it's all about healthcare for musicians. We need to figure out better healthcare for me. You oh, gotta go I to read the it wrong. His birthday was in July. He is a cancer. Oh, was a cancer. I, 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 yeah. All right. Now we know what's going on. Dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Yeah. We had Mike, on, we got Mike on the show. He's got a new CD out called nowadays. And we wanted to, to, to help support him in that. Cause it's a great, funny, funny record. Uh, but we also got to talk about Avenged Sevenfold. And they've got their new album out, and Axel loves this thing. <laughs> Axel Rosenberg loves the new Avenged Sevenfold, and the rest of us are all sitting around trying to figure out what exactly pooped in Axel's ears, because obviously he has not listened to the new Avenged Sevenfold. I've heard it. I've listened to it. It's um, it's a, it's a record. It's a record, but it, they've ripped off 
every band they could that has ever sold more than 50 albums in the early 90s. All right, so if you read MetalSucks.net, you've read the post, hopefully, about uh, where he actually broke down all the ripoffs on this new record, where the lyric ripoffs, riff ripoffs, breakdown ripoffs, I mean, everything, broke it down song by song with all the spots where Avenged Sevenfold just... Um, took it right out of somebody else's hands and i still don't understand how you can like this album when you see so much blatant plagiarism there's such a fine line between influence and uh uh, ripping somebody off and and avenge sevenfold have gone way beyond that line now i know it's godless's job to be the contrarian on the show but (laughs) let me be the contrarian now i'm looking at entertainment weekly and it is number four in their must list and really when i i go from my metal opinions i look to entertainment weekly i can only uh, it's right there underneath a picture of justin timberlake and um look i thought it was a picture of in excess at first but it's uh it's saying that it's the number four must of the week you know i the thing i always hear is that like when something like that happens it's like that band is a gateway to other metals, so therefore we're supposed to forgive it, and it's okay. A sinister gateway. Uh, oh, sinister gateway. Uh, never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. But yeah, and and it's like I don't know that that's true because if it's a gateway, it's a gateway to stuff that sounds exactly like it. Now it's sort of like when I turn. This is what it's like. It's like when I went to my kid and I played him like Weird Al Yankovic's in 3D album, and now every time he hears Michael Jackson, he thinks that Michael Jackson's ripping off Weird Al Yankovic. It's the same thing, sort of, except for. It's just not funny. It's not funny, but yeah, totally. <laughs> it's not funny. Maybe man. it is that we're just not getting the joke. Is that what it is? It's entirely possible that we're totally just not in on the joke on this one. They're 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 punking us like we've never been punked before. I think it's one of you get bands that want to do stuff that's familiar, so they try to get things that are familiar for people to listen to. It sells records, or is it just so ingrained in their blood that they write like? Guns and Roses. I don't know. I, I don't get it. And but he's, they're nice guys, too. So I hate ripping on them too much. But I don't care how nice they are. This isn't nice. Inflicting this album on the rest of humanity is not a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah, true. Hey, it is their boldest, heaviest, and flat out catchiest album yet, <laughs> led by the scorching, fist pumping title track, Hell uh, to the King. Oh, jeez. Fist pumping title track. I love that. that and I great. would get it if, like, the rest of the metal world were laughing at Entertainment Weekly, but I'm starting to think that perhaps Axel Rosenberg is spending some of his time writing reviews for Entertainment Weekly. I, I honestly, okay, I can't stand this record. I really can't stand I can't defend, defend it. it. I really can't defend I can't defend this album. But I don't think I've ever really defended an Avenged Sevenfold record. And it's not that so. I'm not a fan of the bands that they're ripping off. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Black Album, but, you know, I, I like Metallica. I like uh, 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 Guns N' Roses at times, you know, but... Never been a big Guns N' I mean, I've been a big Guns N' Roses fan one time, and uh, that was Appetite for Destruction. That was it. Yeah, exactly. That was the only record that they put out that was worthwhile. Everybody yeah, a little else, bit of Spaghetti Incident. Yeah, some, some people say, oh, use your illusion, blah, 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 no. blah, you know november rain whatever man that was done by that point for me but that's that's because i got appetite for destruction and jerked off to the rape scene in the in, in the cover and when i was 16 it's you a whole did? different thing well, well um you know, i'm gonna go now car- uh, <laughs> sorry cartoon boobies <laughs> never it wasn't mind. even two it was only one booby sorry <laughs> uh, this is what my confessional uh, it's, uh, it happens sometimes no, it, it just hit me at that right moment in the history of music when I was coming up 
so to speak, that that uh, that that record was such <laughs> a big deal. You know, the Black Album already passed it, so I, that hit. I hated the Black Album. I couldn't stand it. Right. It wasn't anything I wanted to be Jump a part the shark. of. So when Avenged Sevenfold is emulating the stuff or redoing it, for that matter, it uh, it just kind of falls flat to me. Do you think if you were a fan, you would dig it? If I was a fan of what? The Black Album, probably. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, maybe, but if you if you love. If you love this record from Avenged Sevenfold, you have to love everything that Volbeat's ever done. So you have to love all these bands that just copy bands that have done the stuff before. And I just don't understand what the love for this record is versus anything they else did, anything they did before. Or you can't rip on all these other things that did what they did with, or without ripping on this album. Mike, so, do you think it's a it's a problem that like bands that are new now have got so much stuff to kind of pull from that perhaps a band like Avenged Sevenfold just get a little carried away? I, I think it's hard to do anything nowadays that isn't going to be compared to something else, really, when you think about no, that's it. That's true. Well, yeah, but we're talking about ripping it off, not being compared to. I, I don't know. I'd have to hear the album. I, uh, I'm curious now, though. I, uh, <laughs> See, he's going to buy it now because we've been talking about it and go check it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a free download. We'll have to work that out so that they don't make any more money off that one. Uh, <laughs> but, like, you know, bands like Morbid Angel and Deicide weren't ripping anybody off back then. If Morbid Angel and Deicide were new bands now, would everybody be saying that they're ripping off Morbid Angel and Deicide? No, but I, I think also you could, a like, in retrospect, <laughs> think that the whole Florida death metal, you know, scene all sounded similar. You know, there. I mean, there is definitely a sound there. I, I could see anyone else sounding like one of the Florida bands, you know, saying, oh, well, they just sound like Morbid Angel or Deicide or Obituary or whatever, so... Well, it's almost like death metal you can be influenced by and then you know <laughs> you know you got a band like pathology it's like yeah they're influenced by cannibal corpse but i think that they're doing something completely different at the same time and then you've got you know a rock band like avenge sevenfold and they're 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 ripping it off and it's more blatant because sort of like the uh, the space is there so therefore you know what i'm trying to say like i don't know they, they, there's a difference no, between get, genre and you kind of brought it up a little bit about no, about Dillinger escape plan like the difference right. is when you listen to Dillinger escape plan you can hear the faith no more influence you can hear uh, the old school, you can hear the black flag influence. You can hear the influence. You hear pieces of that and you hear it in some of the style, you hear it in some of the riffs, you hear it in some of the breakdowns of what they do, but it's not directly. I didn't pull this off of this album from, I can't point exactly where this riff came from or where this drum ride came from. I can't, I can't point that to you. Whereas with Avenged Sevenfold, I can tell you exactly where this came from. I, this is the exact exactly. thing. This chorus is almost identical to a chorus in a Metallica song. That's that seems to be a problem to me. Where you are just, it's almost identical to something that's come before, versus putting your putting your spin on it or writing something that is similar to it. There, there for every big band that's out there, there are thirty other bands that sound exactly like what they did. I mean, we're in Texas, Pantera. Think about how many local bands that have been around in Texas over the years that sounded just like Pantera. That's what happens. You know, you start something rolling and then people just kind of pile on and start doing it. But most of those aren't successful. What's weird is when you find somebody that has this level of success right. doing something that somebody else has done. That doesn't well, happen very often. It's like the Chili Peppers doing Danny California, which was, you know, Tom Petty, uh, last yeah, dance for Mary right. Jane. Yeah. Yeah. They got sued for it, too. <laughs> 
Did yeah, they? do you think oh, do you think uh, Ben Sevenfold like is it so bla- is it as blatant as that that you think there's going to be a lawsuit? I don't know. Or is it just like little know. bits and pieces here and there that sound a lot like something else? That's a good question. I don't know. That's a, that, it's, that is a good question. It is super 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 close in so many spots. <laughs> it really is actually. Uh you know, I, I can't even imagine being the producer in the room Should- having them play the song and then sitting there and going yeah, I feel like I feel comfortable doing this. I'm gonna play a new song from them. I, that's what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna play a new song from Event Sevenfold just oh, to piss oh. you off, Godless. That's what I'm gonna oh. do. <laughs> oh, the producers are Axel Rose and Lars Ulrich. Are those <laughs> those names sound familiar? <laughs> oh, nice.
Music from Avenged Sevenfold and um, uh, Metallica, maybe? <laughs> Sad but Avenged Sevenfold, I think is what we're going to title that song right there. Yeah, I- I'm totally down with that. I like that. Uh, this Means War is the original song, but the well, wait, I guess, we got the, carried I away. guess the original song <laughs> is sad but true. But but hey, we just wanted to prove a point there. Yeah. We just had to prove a hey, hell! had to prove a point, uh, you know, and we're dicks. So that, it happens. <laughs> It definitely happens from time to time, dude. We got some, uh, we got some cool stuff coming up for you. We got to, we're going to talk to Doc Coyle, Axel, and uh, Vince. Now, got Doc, a chance to talk Doc to Doc. Talks about the podcast. Yeah, I know. So I know. you got to listen to it. He's got some interesting things to say about things that we said. He thought we were neat guys. Something like that. Okay, maybe not neat guys, but he he gave us some props. He I, I was pretty happy. Well, he didn't listen before. He, he listened because he was going to be on. So he's going to be on this one. And we're going to talk to him about the breakup of God forbid and all that stuff. It's it's pretty it's a good discussion about what actually went down with uh, with, with the band last week and how it all unfolded the demise of God forbid. Even though he was just leaving the band, he didn't mean to break up the band. Uh, well, you, you'll hear it Listen. in his own words here yeah. in a little bit. So that's uh, that's going to be coming up for you as well. You might even throw in another song by somebody. I don't know. It depends. I think we're going to run out of time like <laughs> really fast here. We always do. But uh, Gravy, our good friend Gravy, got a chance to go check out none other than Black Sabbath. They're on the last week or so on the West Coast of their... Uh possibly final u.s tour and we communicated with gravy that he needed to go check out ozzy just because you know without without telling him ahead of time what was going to happen just to see if we could get his opinion on uh, we got a on concert the performance review. so we wanted to give you a concert review from gravy so i saw wax sabbath at the gorge in washington my ticket was 150 fucking dollars for that price i could have gotten slipknot to play at my house it would have been less disappointing too at least with those guys you know it's gonna suck ahead of time the show was terrible it was like watching the movie awakenings but you wish they'd go back to sleep (laughs) gravy Look, making fun of Ozzy is easier than punching a blind baby in the face, but I gotta do it. I felt bad for the guy. He's a crazy old coot. People said he sang out of tune, 
but, but he wasn't singing. He was yelling at the crowd to get off his lawn. It was sad. He tried to bite the head off a bat, but it just flew away with his dentures. <laughs> Gravy! To revive himself, he kept dunking his head in a bucket of water. It looked like he was bobbing for dignity, but never came up with any. The singing was disgraceful. Dio would have sounded better if they pumped air through his rotting corpse. <laughs> Gravy! The band wanted to go with an Aussie hologram instead, but it wasn't shaking enough to look real. I swear, he can't even move on his own. If you looked closely, you could see the strings. And up in the rafters, there was Sharon controlling him like a drug-addled marionette. For real. Dude is on so many prescription pills, they should call it Aussie Cotton. <laughs> Gravy! At least B -B Bill Ward was spared the embarrassment. Ozzy had the b -b -b balls to call him fat. <laughs> That's some major projection on his part. I think he's just jealous because during the shows, Bill gets to sit down. <laughs> Geezer Butler said this will be their last tour. Wow, you definitely know your band sucks when the bassist quits. They played some of their new stuff too. My favorites were titled Bathroom Break and Fuck This, I'm getting a beer. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Thanks for having me. I hope this helps get you to 50 listeners. Chucking godless, more like fucking pointless. <laughs> Gravy! So how are you holding up? I'm holding up good, man. It's, it's been obviously a, uh, a crazy week because... I ended up announcing on Friday that I had, I had quit the band like a, the previous week, uh, but I was in touch with the guys, you know, about you know how I was going to present it, uh, and I didn't know that they were going to like the, them breaking up, quote unquote, happened completely independent of me. So I I told them that I was leaving, and I sent them the statement, and then. Before I got a chance to issue my statement, Corey posted on his Facebook that the band broke up. So it kind of forced my hand to put my statement out. I was going to wait till Monday and, like, you know, talk, you know, kind of talk to, you know, let the label know what was going on and kind of be a little bit more uh, measured about it. But uh, so, I, so, yeah, so it's been, and, it, and then I bartended Duff's. Uh, which is a metal bar on Friday. So then all of a sudden everyone's coming in and I was just busy all weekend and I ended up going to the Uproar 
show on Saturday, and then I did like immediately. I did a I did Danko Jones podcast, you know, and we were talking about it, and obviously people were coming to me at the show. So and there's just been a million messages and letters, and it's act, it's been you know pretty uh, you know it's like ro- a roller coaster emotionally, you know, but um, but overall I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, when you you said that you quit um, before the band made a decision to break up, so I mean, did you think that they were going to continue and and try and find a new guitarist, or did you have some kind of inkling that they might decide to just throw it in? I had no idea. To, to be honest, I didn't put too much thought into it. I just, in a way, because of certain circumstances that I wasn't really totally happy with, I thought it was kind of, you know, maybe me, you know, specifically quitting or as opposed to like trying to just dismantle the band or end the band as kind of an act of protest, maybe, just to kind of say, listen, I, you know, to say specifically, I am not happy with this and so this is the action that i'm taking so yeah remind hearing you say that actually reminds me of what your brother said when he left the band like i you know i haven't talked to him extensively about it but i got the feeling just through the posts that he wrote on metal sucks and wherever else that he was doing the exact same thing kind of just like threatening to leave and just like fuck this i'll show you guys i'm out of here well he had been threatening to leave for years but he would use it he would hold it over our heads, like you, like you need me, so you should listen to me, kind of thing. I, I think I think in the, in the the devils in the details, I think our, our approach is actually quite different. I I had been thinking of, of leaving earlier, in in the year, and I was essentially convinced to stay. Um, and I I really did everything to 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 keep doing the band, um, which is. And and the reason why I I left was because it, it the band was not able to be as active as I wanted it to be, so it so in, in a way it's kind of a a counterintuitive way to quit. It's like all right, well you guys don't want to do this, well then I'm not going to do this kind of thing. What is your your relationship like with with your brother now? Um, I mean we're we talk like we're we're like a lot of people are like oh are you are you cool with your brothers like me and my brother are cool like we still talk we you know we'll still hang out I mean he's kind of all over the place he you know when he left the band he lived in Brooklyn for a, a while so I would I would see him pretty regularly and then he moved to Miami and so I, I spent some time in Florida a couple summers ago so I got to see him then and then he would uh, periodically come up to New York for work I'd see him, and then now he's in LA. So he's kind of he's a little bit all all over the place in terms of his movement. But we stay in touch. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think um, we're kind of we've definitely evolved into different people since then. You know, our I think our our personality types have have kind of uh, ventured into different areas. It's you know it's interesting. You know, people a lot of people are like oh, so I guess now Doctor Dallas can do a do a band together. But, you know, if anyone's really kept up with him and kind of heard a lot of the music he's been working on and things like that, you know, it's it's worlds apart, kind of, I think, from what, what I'm doing. Doesn't mean we, eventually maybe we couldn't do something, but he, he hasn't really been, you know, he hasn't been playing guitar as far as I, as far as I know. So I don't even know where his uh, upkeep <laughs> with that end of things is, is, is at. And I think he's, he's, he's uh, you know, you guys know from dealing with Dallas or anything, he, he kind of marches to the beat of his own his own drummer (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah Um, and god bless him for it i mean you know he was um 
we've talked about this a bit on the site, but he was one like the first person pretty much from a band to reach out to us and um, you know just to be interested in what we were doing and he came up with the whole blog idea I mean he actually called my cell phone because the number was on the site at that time in the contact section um, you know so for that we're, we're definitely always eternally grateful well, he's, he's listen he is an idea man you know you need an idea call that motherfucker up he's got some <laughs> ideas for you you know and you know some of them are great some of them are not so great but he's um you know he's got that 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 skill um and you know and i think you know and he, yeah he's a definitely ahead of the curve you know it's 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 hard to see where that always is going to end up but um you know i wish i wish i had some of that that spark but you know i have i have my own attributes <laughs> <laughs> um looking back do you feel like when he quit the band that maybe he had a crystal ball and he was onto something at that time that you maybe didn't see yet at that point? You know, I just think maybe he was, you know, being that he was a little bit older, I think there were certain things perhaps he wanted out of life or maybe um, a more mature and advanced place he was trying to go, you know, hence why, you know, he got married and, and tried, you know, began to start a family, which to me is like, even now, I look at those things as, as such monumental shifts in, in, in lifestyle and responsibility. Um, and I think, you know, perhaps for him, he, he felt that that would provide a stabilizing force um, that the band did not provide. Obviously, being in a, in a, in a rock band is not the most stable thing. To be involved, it's, it can be pretty chaotic. Um, you know, I mean, to, you know, I, I've, I've thought about it a lot, and you know, and I, and I, and I think about, you know, you can kind of get into the Freudian psychology behind it of, you know, how your family life affects you and your relationship with your parents, and what, how that uh, decides what kind of decisions you're going to make and what kind of, uh, I guess, comfort you will you will seek, whether that's through an organization like a band or through a relationship. Um, so I've, I mean, I've, I've thought about it qu qu quite a bit, I, but I think I, I've definitely come to diff to some of the same um, conclusions I think he came to, but in very different ways. We're just very different. He is, he is a, um, an antagonist and he really doesn't, he's not uh, as empathetic as I am. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't, you know, um, you know, I'm 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 pretty self-centered, <laughs> as it, you know, as is I think you know. Um, but at the same time, I, I think I, I I do go out of my way to kind of see things from other people's perspective, and I give people enough rope to kind of hang themselves, and I give you know, you know, I'm I'm a forgiver, man. You know, um, I think people make mistakes. I think you know you have to give people uh, chances, and. You know, I felt like I gave as as much as I as as I could, um, and just yeah. And after you know, and I, but I, but my whole thing was just being just being realistic. You know, you know, there's so many in this business. You encounter. I think I don't think it's quite as common as it, as it used to be because I think it's so. You know, the, the industry is so much closer to the ground now, and and a lot of the newer successful bands are are completely self made. You know, and so so they they have to be close to the ground. But like I think when when we started, we kind of came from a different environment, and it was easy to easy to be out of touch. Um, but 
with that and kind of uh, maturing and getting older and kind of seeing how things were, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to be one of those. I just didn't want to be that dude, the forty-five-year-old dude. You know what I'm saying? With his with his fucking anthrax shirt tucked into his jeans. Was gut hanging over his, his belt? I, I knew to, the gut try. line was coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said anthrax shirt tucked into jeans, I knew there was going to be a line about a gut. Hanging yeah, but the thing is, though, if you're tucking your 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 shirt in with the gut, clearly you're out of touch. <laughs> you do I'm not. Not disagreeing with you. You know, you're out of touch with your own body. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, but it's but that's a thing. You go out and you play a million. You know, we play. We'll go on tour and we'll do fifty shows, and you'll see fifty opening bands, and you get to see the the kaleidoscope of 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 perspective. It's, it's definitely a thing. I mean, you've written about it quite a bit, actually, in your blogs for us and in your parting statement from the band. I guess how you kind of you know you wonder about growing old and and what you're going to do. So I mean, do you have? Um, I mean, not not to say that you're old now, but um, to any thoughts about how you're going to move forward from here? You know, I, I don't. I don't have. You know, I don't have the the, the five year plan. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that. But I, I have basically like the next, you know, six months to a year, which is, you know, I'm, you know, I, I wrote. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if you, you know how how much you guys been keeping up. You know, I've been writing on on my own. You know, outside of outside of the site, but I'm like I lived with family my my whole life, and that, in a way that kind of subsidized uh, be, being able to be in a band and go on tour and not really make a lot of money. But now I'm actually on my own, and you know, gotta make rent, gotta you know buy salad and shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you know, um, so obviously I'm I'm cognizant of that, but I still have that kind of artist. Um, kind of minimalist view. So, so, so right now, you know, I teach guitar. I I bartend at a couple, you know, metal metal bars, which is you know still a pretty rock and roll job. So, so I, you know, I, I'm still entrenched in the music world, and I'm I have enough free time that I spend really almost all of my free time on creative pursuits or going to shows and being involved. I feel so much more connected now um, to to just the music world and like like and than I did, you know, when you go on tour, you know, you go on tour for a year and people are like, oh what's so what's up with the local scene in Jersey? It's like motherfucker, I don't know. I was in Germany, you know? <laughs> and but but now it's like I'm you know like, I'm meeting so many so many more people and I'm I'm involved and I and I really I really like that perspective, you know, of, of kind of, I, I'm almost flipping it where so many people come up to me and they're, you know, they perhaps they're fans of the band and now, and now I'm around. So I get to like hang out with people and then they go from being fans to being an acquaintance to being a friend. And all of a sudden now just, I just have a bunch of friends who happen to like the stuff I do. Um, and I, and I find that relationship to be a lot more, um, gratifying than like this kind of objectification between you know the the entity that creates something that other people um uh you know uh consume you know so but you know i have this you know this new rock band that i'm putting putting together i have you know i just got the guitar player this past weekend and we're going to start jamming in september 
and it's a really great band. Was that through the online auditions that, that you had been posting about? Yeah, but, um, and that's the first time I did that, and that wasn't really like a, um, a publicity thing. It was, I, I just literally couldn't, I had a difficult time finding someone that I thought would fit the kind of, the blend of the style, and, and so many, you know, by trying, you know, get someone from another band or a name, like, people are just busy, you know, it's, you know, so, it's, so I was like, you know, let me just put this out there, let me see what I can back, maybe I'll find a, you know, a gem out there, you know, and it was, it's, it's a lot, putting a band together is a lot, a lot of work, um, but I, you know, like, like kind of like going back to that thing about the local band, I'm kind of really embracing this, this challenge of starting something fresh, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of cool, because you can, you know, it's a blank canvas, you know, and you can really make anything and, and create brand new impressions and, you know, I've never really had that, that, that clean slate. There was, everything was always, there was also a pre, always a predecessor of, of another album or another scene or something else that kind of colored what was coming next, you know. Um, and I'm sure that, that'll still happen. I'm, obviously, I'm starting a, a new thing, so people are going to bring their expectations of, God forbid, into that. Um, and that's, that's fine. But, but overall, the support has been really incredible. Like, that's actually been quite moving to read a lot of the testimonials and stories about people coming to God Forbid shows. And I, I, I really do know how big of an impact the band had. Like, I think a lot, like, it's funny, like, your guys' site has become so much more um, lamb goatish <laughs> as far as <laughs> the, uh, the, the commentary. It's a little like everyone's trying to, like, one up each other on who could be, like, the biggest dick, which I think is, is funny most of the time. <laughs> I know it's not really totally serious. But you know, it's it's not quite as earnest as it, as it was. I think when it, when when the when the when the site site started. So I think a lot of those people, the younger people, they don't really understand. They have no context for God forbid. Um, they probably just put us in um, maybe a group of newer school. I don't know post metal core. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what what their um, their their view on it would be. But we we're, we were ahead of the curve. You know, we put a record out in, in 1999 called Reject the Sickness that might have been the first record that blended American metalcore with uh, Swedish uh, melodic death metal combined with kind of that Candiria, Dillinger freneticness, you know, that that didn't really exist at that time uh, Unearth wasn't doing that you know, Darkest Hour was a regular hardcore band, Killswitch Engage didn't exist um Shadows Fall was kind of more, they were almost like, almost doing like an Opeth kind of folk metalcore kind of thing. So, you know, so a lot of people don't really get that. <clears throat> um, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I know, I know how much impact we had. Um, and that's, you know, I hope I don't sound like I'm being uh, <clears throat> big headed, but I'm, I'm, I appreciate it though when people tell me those stories. You know, I think it's really, it's really gratifying. So with the with the new project, uh, I mean, it kind of sounds like you're conflicted between wanting to pursue music in that way, like you mentioned before, that you were wanting to do more touring, and some of the other guys, and God forbid, weren't. Uh, between that and um, you know, just kind of building a life at home and and having a job. So, do you have any specific goals for that band with regards to how you're going to treat it professionally or or not? Well, I, well, um, just to be specific, I wasn't pressuring the band to tour more. I was just pressuring the band just to do stuff, you know, like just play shows. Like it didn't have to be honest. I didn't. 
I, it couldn't be what it was right now. Like it couldn't be like we get on get on the road and 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 tour for a year because to be honest, there, the demand for the band and the business around that was not big enough to actually sustain that as like adult grownups um, who had who had bills and responsibilities. So that's what what I wasn't asking uh, from the band. I just wanted to just play shows and and just be available to do stuff and keep you know and just keep playing and keep the the, the the name around and, and keep doing stuff. Um, so with, as far as the next project and kind of forthcoming things that might, might come up, I'm really just taking it as it, as it comes, uh, with the new project. I do, I do not have the plan of, all right, we're going to get signed. We're going to go on tour and then we're going to make it. We're going to get on tour with, you know, you two or something like I, I don't really, I'm not worried about all that. I'm just worried about, I'm not even worried. I'm just excited to get in the room, play, and jam, and have fun, and do something really exceptional. Capture it on a, in a recording. Get out live and 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 really, you know, and put put some really great live performance together, and just just experience it. Just be in be in the moment, and not really worry about all the other stuff because it can it can be distracting, you know. And it, and it you know it's, I think a lot of the, the times in but God forbid, when we were at our biggest and had the most success, it, I, I don't know if I quite enjoyed it as I could have because I was so focused on the next level, you know, or or being, you know, are we as good as this band? Are we not selling enough records here, or, or whatever, you know? And that that can be, yeah, it's it's that's not why you really started. You started because you got in a room and you got goosebumps, you know, when you when you did something that was special, right. Um, can we can we double back around for a second? Just because sure. it's come up twice. Um, so you said earlier that you had been thinking about quitting the band and were talked into staying. Was that before Equilibrium? How like how far does this go back? No, this is this is really um, <clears throat> at the. Well, this is basically at the beginning of the year. Okay. Because uh, after we had done all the touring, uh, no, I was I was committed to to that record and committed to to touring on it but it just wasn't it just wasn't sustainable you know um and we were getting some good tours and it was it was fun i really enjoyed playing the songs but like the last tour like uh john our bass player couldn't go uh because of some financial stuff and because um he was about to get married so it just the, and there were there was a certain you know it's, it's really the same issues that came which were the reasons why i ultimately quit and i like i said i don't want to go into in details because I, I don't think it's fair to really uh, single out anyone without them being here to uh, defend themselves or, or give their give, give their side of the story. It's still just my perspective. I could be wrong, um, but it's just the decision I made. So it's just it just wasn't. I, I felt like it was just an inactivity and a a professional working environment that I was not comfortable with, and and did not meet my my standards. So. Got it. So and then, and then that that per- persisted, and I was willing. Like I said, that thing going back to just you, I want to give people chances, and I want to, you know, prove me wrong. All right, let's all right, let's start fresh, and then. But it just it kind of, you know, I guess that vicious cycle thing, or just you know, history repeating itself. Right. So, and it just and now in and, but you know, a lot of people are like, oh, so what are you gonna do now? It's like, dude, the the band played two shows in seven months, so it's not like my life is different. 
drastically today than it was a week ago. Uh, I'm still doing the same stuff, but you know, it d- definitely shuts down the avenues of possibility. Right. You know, um, but and the perception, obviously, pe- people know, and there's that now. All of a sudden, perhaps I will be viewed differently, or or whatever, or, or just in, as individuals, or I don't know. I'm actually I'm, I'm writing. I'm actually my, ne- my next blog is kind of about the history of the band. In in greater detail than your DVD, or I guess just more well, from your perspective. Yeah, like kind of like, I mean, it sounds douchey, but kind of like just talking about whatever legacy the band left or what, because uh-huh. it's so it's so difficult to to understand how we're perceived. I have, I have no I have no idea what we mean. Like I like like there'd be half like I look out and like half the comments people are like didn't this they should have broken up ten years ago. Or you know, yeah. when was the last time they were relevant? And it's like, it's like, well, I mean, what does that even mean? Is relevant popularity? Is that what relevancy is? I don't know what that what that means. Well, at least if you broke up ten years ago, then you could get back together now and make a ton of money, <laughs> like, like every other band that does that. But but only. But I think it's different. I think some bands break up and then no one gives a shit, and then some bands are like. Faith No More, where they got more popular, or At The Gates, they got more popular, or even Carcass got more popular since they broke up. So I don't... It really... It's like, I think that is truly a, a, a meritocracy. Like, if you break up, and your your music's so fucking good that people just get into it, and they spread it around, and they keep it alive, and the legend grows, then that happens. That's That shit just happens. That's That stuff was just that good. I, I don't know... I really don't know how the world at large perceives us. I think there's we were this band that never truly fit in, you know, and until maybe the mid two thousands. You know, we, there was nothing. You know, we first came out, we were playing with hardcore bands. You know, we were the metal band playing with hardcore bands. Then we started touring. Then we were we were touring with death metal bands. And then we we're the metalcore band playing with death metal bands. And then you know, <laughs> and then. You know, and then finally that whole wave of bands came, and all of a sudden we kind of had a community around what we were doing, and it got um, it got pretty big. Obviously, some of those bands are still really big. Um, and then all of a sudden, it was passe. You know, within like a year or two. Um, and then now, yeah. And then I, I don't even I don't even know. I mean, now what you have the prog movement, you have death. You know, kind of the deathcore thing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I always, I always saw us as just like a metal band, but for, I think for some reason we never. It, it's, it's just difficult to say where we where we stood o- o- overall, or, or why certain factions of people didn't like the band, or I, I don't I don't know, you know. But I'm 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 fine with it though, you know. Like I'm I'm I I like what we do, you know. I think it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did too. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for doing it. No problem. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think you guys definitely have left a really solid legacy. I mean, I don't think you'll really be able to see the totality of that until you've been away for it, from it for a while. Uh, yeah. You know, but I think once you have the time and perspective to just step back and give it some space to breathe, you know, I think you'll see uh, or have a better idea of what the what the perception and legacy were. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll kind of, it'll, it'll, in, in a lot of ways, I felt like, you know how these things, things come back around in cycles, and I'm sure whatever thing we were a part of will probably come back to a certain degree as, as well. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, I, I hope, I hope people d- discover the music and, 
you know, people who who weren't a part of it when it was there. And you know, we'll we'll see. But I'm to be honest, it's it's not you know, I'm, I'm right now. I'm in that kind of um, looking back, you know, kind of headspace. But I'm I'm generally not like that. I don't think I'm I'm really interested in what's what's going to happen next and, and doing new things. You know. I think it'll definitely come back around. <laughs> That's my only, you know, I w- I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, we actually, because we hung out with uh, Chimera the other night, which is now literally a completely different band. And it's just, we were talking about, you know, like you said, that group you came up with, more and more of those bands aren't around. And then you look back through history, and that's what happened with Thrash, is like at the 10 or 15 year mark, bands started breaking up or going through major lineup changes. And then 10 or 15 years after that, they came back. And so it seems to me predetermined <laughs> that someday you will rise again. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know, but. I don't know, man. I, I I look at it. It's all positivity, man. It's all you know. Just getting to be able to do it is great, and still, you know, me. It's like I I live to play. You know, it's still my favorite thing to do. So yeah. I just want to I just, I just want to play. Like last night, I was at my school. I, I work at School of Rock. You know, I, I teach, uh-huh. and the kids were playing like Megadeth and like Cult in a uh, Living Color. And I just went in the room and I started jamming with them. You know what? And it's fun. It's the same. It's no different. You know, it's just getting in a room with people and playing. You know, it's. It's still the it's still the best the best thing. Um, something actually I wanted to bring up because um, when you guys asked me to do the podcast, I never I never listened to the podcast before. So then I checked I checked out a few a few episodes, um, and it's it's really good. Thank you, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you guys actually got some guys that aren't boring, and you know a lot of metal metal guys were like, hey, uh, yeah, we're here on the podcast talking about metal like they're actually like funny and interesting and they're, and they're you know they you know I, I actually think it's, it's well done kudos thank you thanks thank you toyed with the idea of doing it ourselves and um, it just came down to uh, a time issue I think and also you know what you said I just don't think we could do as good a job as they can um, being professionals and all so yeah no they sound excitable they're funny it's fun it's a fun feel you know and no but I, I listened to the thing and they were they were talking about me leaving the band and by the way it's very surreal to listen to someone talking about you like a news item. <laughs> it was it was very very weird um but one of the guys i forget i don't forget, i forget the was godless is that his name yeah godless yeah he emailed us like an hour ago and he said ask doc who owns the name god forbid <laughs> so well, I, no he, he brought up no he, he so he brought up all those those points about like so he was basically thinking about it like a business person you know like uh-huh. what if you know and i totally get where he's where he's coming from you know he was like he's like he should just fire everyone and just keep god forbid and you know when I and when I when I left, I told the dudes. I was, basically, I said that that's one of my options. I could either either I leave or I just start firing people. But I didn't want to be that band. I didn't want to be Doc Coyle and the Forbids. Not to mention it would have been a bloodbath probably. Um, and these guys, they're my family. You know, it's not the business is second to the relationship. You know, and that's why it'll never be business first with this band. You know, and it has never been like that. You know, and that, hey, maybe that's part of the reason why we weren't, you know, maybe quite as successful as some some other bands because we were 
it was too it was too much family, not enough business. I have no idea. But I, I, I didn't want that and I also wasn't desperate I'm not desperate enough to be in God forbid like I don't need to be in God forbid to like for my sense of self worth or for financial reasons or any of that. I think those are the worst reasons to do a band. You know, I, I look at a lot of what, you know, and this is, you know, I know some of these guys, so, you know, but I look at what happened with like the Fear Factory situation and it just seems so, I don't know, just, just negative. Like the scene that, that seemed to just be like a battle, you know, yeah. and it, and it, and it, it's really like kind of depressing when you, when you, when you see that stuff. Um, because people rely on that to like make a living and then once it once it becomes that where people are fighting over a band for their livelihood then it gets really brutal you know um and almost i almost feel like lucky we weren't that big where we were like all right we need this or we're going to be homeless you know that kind of thing like that you know that's I think that could be even even scarier and then then you get you know then they're going to court and they're doing this they're doing that so you know I'm not worried about any of that stuff. To be well, honest. well, Godless suggests he's like, what What would happen if there were two competing? He he, he goes, uh, are they going to Queensrÿche it and have like two competing versions of touring? God forbids. No, but the thing is, I you know I said I left. So if they would have decided to carry on, I you know I wasn't you know I wasn't going to stand in their way. I mean, I agree with you guys. Like how you guys are think everyone's replaceable. That's pretty much true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More Alice in Chains proved that. You know, because right. you ne- never thought anyone could replace Lane Staley, and and they're as big as they've ever been. You know, right? So I don't, you know, I don't, I, I definitely don't have the uh, the ego to think that I couldn't be replaced. I'm not saying that they would or whatever, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm good, you know. But I'm not. I ain't, I ain't James Hetfield. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hoorah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you around one of these days, if not at uh, a show, then at Duff's. You know me, man. I'm everywhere.
I hate God. Metaphetamine is the song on the Metal Sucks podcast, dude. I want to say our condolences to uh, Joey Kaz. Yeah, if you're the registration director for the Housecore Festival, you might want to pull that badge out. No, you are cruel. Why? Stop it. Stop it. All right. He's, yeah. No, I'm going to be serious he's now. He's not even cold yet, man. Yeah, it's very sad. It really is. It's, it a, is it's sad. a sad day, dude. And um, I, I hope... For our sake, that they carry on and keep playing, man. Because I mean, I hate God was gone for a while and had kind of self imploded, and then they got back together. And because they really haven't put out a record since what, like two thousand or something. Yeah, like but that. whenever so, they do do a record, it's like just re-recording songs that they'd already done anyway. I don't know. Though, I never they're, quite got that. They're just legends, man. They're they're legends in that sludge stoner doom. If you're a sludge Nola drummer scene, who actually writes material, you might want to apply <laughs> for a job. Oh man! I hate God. I don't know. It's very sad. It, it, is re- sad. it really is pretty. It sucks, dude. To his family I, I and friends who are listening, our well, condolences. Well, and I hate to see anybody that young go. Yeah, you know, it just it sucks. Yep. It's terrible, and it, we're seeing more and more of it now. Uh, as as I'm getting a little age on me, it mm-hmm. just it just keeps happening. We've talked about it before yeah. with, with Lemmy and everybody else. And yeah, I'm quite sure Lemmy's been rotting in his apartment for the last two or three days. Somebody check in on him. Two or three years, man. He's a, his <laughs> his blood is made of Jack Daniels and nicotine, and that's it. Everybody says that until they're gone. I love that man, but still, uh, it's a very sad day for uh, for metal dude. So it comes in threes. I'm just fingers crossed it's not going to be anybody anybody worthwhile <laughs> they're all worthwhile man i was gonna make another snarky comment stop but it I don't make stop. another snarky comment yeah. man but we we got to thank everybody who's been on the show we had uh we had mike bobbitt on today uh which is awesome yeah mike bobbitt's comedy album's called nowadays it's available on amazon itunes cd baby and you can get hard copy version on off the mic.com then we had a uh, gravy of course uh, ripping us apart because he hates our podcast gravy appears courtesy of fort lauderdale kings of straight clowning who have produced the hot new album by bum rush called seven deuces you can download that for free at bandcamp.bumrush.com and uh doc coil who is just an awesome dude he is a very good guy he is attending bar now that's yeah. that's uh pretty much his gig yeah i love the way the interview he goes you man you can find me anywhere man i hope the name of the bar that he's working at is anywhere Called because anywhere. otherwise he's not uh, you're not gonna be doing one okay well, it won't take long before somebody picks him up dude gotta starts doing something either that or going back and doing stuff with his brother or something you kind of reference that dude in the there's a hundred bands that are like sending him you know like trying to figure out a way to get in touch with him right now well and he's such a he's kind of an enigmatic guy i mean he writes so much he's always out there he's got a good presence i mean he's definitely going to get picked up by somebody or form something brand new who knows whatever Could he be does the next big thing bro whatever he does what he needs to do is he needs to hook up with somebody he's willing to give 15 to 20 percent to and that guy's going to get him more you know more than 20 percent extra on everything that he does and when he needs to fire everybody out of a band he can go to that guy and say i need you to fire everybody out of my band so that when everybody in the band goes doc why are you doing this he can go no 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 man it's my dude it's my manager man it's not me it's not me and then everybody goes yells at the manager and the manager's like that's right I'm a dick. You guys suck. And Doc can go, and man, I didn't know. See, I didn't know. See, you're thinking of the business guy. See, yeah. He even talked about you being I, the, the, that, looking at the, from the business That's angle. what I'm talking about. It's not about business, bro. Oh. It is about metal well, and friendship and stuff, man. It's also about living in somewhere that you're not sharing with four ugly, <laughs> disgusting dudes <laughs> until you're 45. You well, know? that's what metal pretty much is. It's, it's, so, it's, it's I'm sitting in this room. I'm almost 40, and I'm sitting in this room with you. That's what that's what happens. <laughs> it, it's 
levels of uh, of acceptance. Nobody is going to disrespect him or no, or no. resent him or anything like that if he can actually make more than the minimum wage. I mean, I don't get that. Just go do your thing. Get paid for what you're worth. He's gonna. He will. Uh, if if there's one guy who I think can ma- can manage that, it's going to be Duck. I well, think, yeah, I but think he's got to learn from this experience because he's he's lost. He's got to quick figure out a way to own the name. God forbid. He's been out of the band for two hours. I know. So, quick, I mean, man. Before somebody else gets to <laughs> right, it. Right? No kidding. It's like somebody already already bought the LLC. Damn yeah, it, totally. Bitch, man. What the hell am I doing sitting here? I should be on the right? yeah, trying to find. I, I've that. already got the URL. Yeah. Uh, God forbid returns. Uh, yeah, we got we got all that stuff like hammered out, man. Explore. God forbid. <laughs> So make sure uh, we got to wrap this thing up, though. We are always we run way too long whenever we talk. Great show. We keep going for hours. Man, you've been working so hard, man. You're doing so good. We got a lot of good. So so have you, man. We now Ah. that you're back in the states, I've got Phil and Selma hopefully for uh, next week. We talked to him on Dime's birthday uh, last week, which was pretty cool. So I got an interview with him. We talked to Gene Hoagland. He's going to be coming up on an episode. Stories from early days of Slayer with Gene Hoagland. Except that's a whole show by itself. And we get the scoop on Dark Angel. Angel, man carcass uh we got carcass interview that we got to hammer out man here. we talked to bill steer about his ex-wife i totally douchebagged out on him too i couldn't help it i was like <laughs> you know who you are you're the best guy ever i it love was so you good. you're so cool you know who? oh yeah you're so cool yeah i totally did i don't go fanboy on many people but bill steer you gotta is just one of those one of those guys he had some very interesting things to say about swan song too that blew so me away too. i know i thought but you like that album i love that album so that's going to be coming up on the podcast very soon make sure you subscribe on itunes all you got to do is go to the itunes page either in itunes you can uh, search metal sucks find it subscribe to it give us a five-star review and a terrible uh terrible review and five stars that's all we want yeah is, use lots of keywords yeah you can rip us apart yeah make sure it's uh seo uh ready <laughs> so right. we can get some uh, uh get get optimized search and ready to go optimized. we want to make sure that it's all all ready to go or you can of course get us every monday that's when we are downloadable or listenable on metalsucks.net and uh sunday nights as well live well sort of pseudo live week delayed on uh, the hd3 here in austin you can listen to us on 93.3 kgsr hd3 no control radio i am chickity chuck and i'm godless and this has been the metal sucks podcast